When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Astrology is a language that communicates how the planets and stars influence life on Earth. I'm Scott Tajarian. I'm an interpreter of this language. Join me and my co-host Ingrid Iverson, who helps bring an even more practical look at this astral language. The Weekly Transit is here to bring clarity to the chaos, so you can ride the planetary waves instead of the planets riding you. What the hell is going on? What is up? I'm always interested in your stories. Well, I went to a a fun dinner party last night. Yes. And we made fancy food and cocktails. And then, of course, we had to start talking about the election. Uh Uh-huh. Yes. I gave my opinion to my friends and everything (laughs) everything went sideways. Turned into a full debate. It was really stressful. Mm-hmm. And my friend's boyfriend, he gets like really amped up. But then in the end of the conversation, it really felt like one of the girls felt left out and no one was listening to her and we wanted everyone to feel good. Wait, and- she felt left out like she wasn't getting to talk about her opinion or she yeah. wanted to talk about other things? Wanted to talk just about her opinion. But yeah, it was just a whole thing. And then this morning I woke up and I was like, fuck, did I really need to bring that up? Well, I didn't bring it up to be fair. Someone else brought it up and I swear I sat there for like 45 minutes being like... Do I say nothing since my opinion is so opposite of everybody else's? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I finally just couldn't take it. It was making me feel so anxious. So I ended up saying something and Good. it just, I woke up this morning and kind of apologized to my friend who hosted the dinner party in a light way where I was like, I hope that didn't suck because, you know, my opinion is so different. I don't really know what to do about that. And she was like, I'm so glad that you speak your mind and it takes a lot of courage to speak up when you know it's going to cause a controversy. But, you know, we all love each other and we are all still friends. Totally. And so I just felt really, really good that we were able to have such like a a heated, we'll leave it at that, discussion and have such different views, but still be able to maintain our friendships and have a beautiful dinner party and hang out again because we've had this same type of argument. I'll I'll say it was an argument. Yeah, (laughs) absolutely. Same type of situation before. And then we're all still able to hang out and have fun together and respect each other, even when it gets kind of crazy. So I really appreciate that I can have those friendships that I don't feel like are so fragile that we cannot disagree, but also um, still enjoy each other's company. I think that's important. I think we need more of that in this country. It is. Everyone just wants to hate the other person if they don't agree. And then no one's friends anymore. We're so divided just because we don't agree on something. It's just insane. It's absurd. It's crazy. That's, you know, and it just always makes me think back about Neptune and Pisces because that's where Neptune was leading up to in the beginning of the Civil War. And that's when you had brother versus brother, father versus son fighting on the battlefield because they couldn't talk about it. You know, it's like when the talks stop, the fighting begins. So so what's the Neptune in Pisces? What is that? Well, first of all, Neptune is the planetary ruler of Pisces. And Neptune is the planet of dreams, fantasy, illusion, deception, but compassion. 
It's God of fresh water in the sea. Water heals you and nourishes you. You drink water, but water can also drown you. And so Pisces is also those characteristics. It's a compassionate sign, carries the weight of the 11 previous signs. So that's why there's such deep compassion to Pisces. It rules the feet. The feet carry the weight of the entire body. And so what's happening now since 2011, 2012, and what was happening then between 1848 and 1862 is that we collectively, the humanity of Earth, are feeling more than we've felt since 1862. Like we are, when I say feeling, what I mean is you feel what is going on with other people. And when you feel what's going on with other people, their problems, it can be like a burden. And that can cause a great need to escape or want to ignore what we're feeling. And so that's why it's so difficult to have these conversations. Because when you have these conversations, that's when you're really taking on the other perspective. And that can be too much for people to handle. But it's what we need to do because we're meant to be triggered right now. The trigger is helping us face our own psychological baggage. Neptune and Pisces represent the unconscious mind, the subconscious mind where you keep and you hide all your psychological baggage. You stuff it under the rug of your subconscious mind. You're like, oh, that's not my problem. I don't have to deal with that. But it really is. It's going to come out eventually. And this is apparently the time. (laughs) It is. It's the time to face it. So I commend you and your friends for having an open discussion that's uncomfortable and heated. But at the same time, you can still respect each other afterwards. Yeah, it's really amazing. We've just been talking about karmic bonds and vulnerability. And that was definitely a test of everyone's karmic bonds there to be able to be super vulnerable with these opposing views and be able to make it through the other side. And I I really did feel like this morning, you know, did everyone end up really like not liking me after that? And then I messaged my friend and she just totally validated me and was like, yeah, I'm proud of you. That's awesome. Like, we had such a great time. Like, I can't wait to do it again. I'm like, well, okay. She, she's a Pisces moon. So she's very compassionate. She's really good at holding space and yes. keeping the conversation grounded and inclusive. Yes. And kind of like balancing all the perspectives. She has a really good way about navigating conversations. Mm, I love it. I want to be at the next one. Yes. <laughs> you can back me up. <laughs> yes, I know. I'm like, I, I got into it with my brother-in-law. Um, a couple weeks ago, because oh, yeah. we were talking politics, and I remember he didn't like what I said, and it was very uncomfortable. And so, but yeah, I mean, this is what's coming up right now. It's not going to be necessarily more peaceful moving forward unless we're willing to listen to each other. Yeah, being able to listen to the other side, even if it's something you don't agree with, and hold space for just knowing that. People are different than you, and that's okay. Mm-hmm. That we don't always have to agree. The thing is, is none of us really know what the hell is going on. So the only way to know what the hell is going on is to communicate with one another. And if we're not communicating with one another, then does that help inform us? No, because all you're doing is staring at a screen saying, well, the screen tells me this. So yeah. that means it's right. 
And it's like, well, why don't you talk to the people in your life and, and get their insight of what they are experiencing in their life. And even if their experience is contrary to your experience, that's okay. But also it allows us to practice using our psychic awareness, which is yes. feeling what other people are feeling in our lives or kind of knowing what they're going through so we can be compassionate and understanding about their moods and their personality is. Yes. All right. Should we move into Monday? We are talking about November 23rd through the 29th. Yes, and this week is all about accessing your magic. Um, so what do you mean by magic? Magic. Each of us is very special in your own unique way. The planets and stars were aligned in a way when you were born that they will not duplicate for 25,000 years. So you are magic. You are a unique individual that was born with a special set of gifts and challenges. With every gift comes a challenge. With every challenge comes a gift. The challenge is there to inspire you to open your gift. And the gift is there to help you work on your challenge. So your magic is within you. And it's something that is subdued by all the noise that we're just talking about right now. All the political noise all the noise from the TV, all the noise from the mainstream that is constantly in your face telling you what you need to buy, what you need to believe, what you need to do with your life. Nobody has any business telling you these things. This is all something that comes from within you. So what my focus is as an astrologer is to help people learn how to access their magic Unwrap your gifts. Unwrap your gifts. Tap into the specialness that's inside of you, your your unique qualities. So in my reading, you kind of talked about the South Node versus the North Node. The South Node being things that I'm already good at, kind of things that I've already learned in past lives mm -hmm. and come here with, which is something easy for me and that I enjoy doing, but that doesn't mean that's what I'm here to learn. And then my North node is something that I need to unlock. And that's what I'm here to learn. And that's what I'm here to get better at. And that's like my gift. Is that part of well, it? Well, I would say that both sides are gifts and challenges, but the South node isn't necessarily something that you enjoy doing. It's something that you are good at doing. You can do all of that stuff easily, but it doesn't bring you any fulfillment. Because it's what you've already done in the past. You've already completed those assignments. You have new assignments to work on in this life. And you can use your past life gifts and the traits that you cultivated in your past lives to assist you in operating in your North Node area, which is the area where you have karma that you're meant to experience where you have traits that you're meant to cultivate and the gifts that you receive through cultivating those traits. So it's, it might be more difficult to spend your energy in the North Node area because it is a new area for you, but it's so much more rewarding. When you're spending your energy in your North Node, you feel your soul is at peace. You feel fulfilled. But when I'm talking about gifts and challenges, I could say, you know, if you're a Virgo, as a Virgo, you have gifts and challenges. The, the gift is you have the ability to see the details. 
to analyze and pay attention to all the minutiae, the nuances, that is a gift. But it's also a challenge if you become overly self-critical. Getting obsessed with the details. Yes. And not being able to zoom out. Yes. That's me. (laughs) (laughs) So that's the gifts and the challenge. Like the gift is see the details, but don't obsess over the details. And so the gift is helping your challenge because when you can see the details. But also zoom out and see the big picture. Right. It's more purposeful to see the details. Yes. I think of it as also like to give like a superhero example, you know, like Superman can save the world or destroy the world. How are you using your power? Mm. Understand your power, respect your power, and you respect your power by cultivating your gifts. Does this have anything to do with the North and South Node this week's alignments? I mean, yes, because tapping into your magic is learning how to cultivate your soul's purpose, how to bring your soul's purpose into your daily reality. If you're not living in your soul's purpose in your daily reality, that's when you feel like, what am I doing with my life? Feel just like I'm lost. That's when you're spending time in your South Node. Or if life is very difficult in some way, that's South Node energy. That's the planet saying... You need to be shifting. Yes, yes. Yeah, if anyone wants to know more about their North and South Node placement, then getting a private reading from Scott is like really life-changing if you want to make some big moves and see where you should be at with your passions. Thank you, Ingrid. Yeah. So Monday, November 23rd, we're talking about two planets here. The planet that rules the conscious mind, Mercury, and the planet that rules the unconscious mind, Neptune, in the two magical signs. Scorpio and Pisces. So I look at these as the two most magical signs because they deal in the world of the unseen. And when you're talking about magic, you're seeing something happen, but there's something else happening that you're not seeing. And that's why it's magic. Somebody pulled a rabbit out of the hat. Wow, how'd they do that? It wasn't in there. They showed me the hat. There was nothing in there. And then they turned it and pulled the rabbit out. How'd they do that? Well, there's something going on there that you don't see. So Scorpio is all about secrets and then Pisces is all about intuition? Intuition, yeah. It's like Pisces is the intuitive sign and Scorpio is the psychic sign. So you have the planet that rules the conscious mind in the psychic sign and the planet that rules the unconscious mind in the intuitive sign connecting to each other on Monday. So that is being able to tap into the parts of yourself that you can't explain, Mm. but that are there and that are really important. Yes. Being able to really tune into yourself. That's right. Tune into yourself. Tune into yourself. I'm tuned into this mosquito. (laughs) So we're tuning into (laughs) ourselves. Yes. Tune into yourself. So this is an alignment that's been occurring several times. It's occurred 12 times since... Pisces since Neptune moved into Pisces. This is the 13th time, lucky number 13, that these two have aligned with Mercury and Scorpio and Neptune and Pisces. Is this going to keep happening? It's going to happen seven more times and then it will be 151 years until it happens again. So we're like two thirds of the way through this like cycle of this lesson. Yes. Of learning 
how to tap into our magic. How to tap into your magic, how to tap into yourself, into yourself, into your intuition. Yes. So it's happening today. Oh, so this is going to be a good day for some alone time, maybe some meditation, whatever that means for you, practicing your art, anything that helps you go inside. Yes. Get quiet. Yes. Pay attention and listen to yourself. Yes. Some journaling. Yes. Talk to your spirit guides. Talk to your guardians. Acknowledge them. They're around you, even if you can't see them. I always hear people say that they're right there, but if you don't ask them, then they can't answer. Mm -hmm. And also it's like if you take one step towards them, then they'll take like two steps towards you. Yes. So I had a reading one time and this lady was like, dude, your guardian angel or spirit guide is up there just like laughing like I'm right here. (laughs) I'm right here and you won't even ask me anything. It's so silly. Just like... (laughs) (laughs) basically like making fun of how ridiculous it is that i won't just like ask for help yes i love that it's hilarious whenever i call upon mine i just get the chills you know i feel my whole body tingle really you you don't (laughs) no i feel like much more like casual about it i'm just like hello like can you please hello it's ingrid here (laughs) ingrid Anyone, is there anyone out there? God, please help. I love it, Ingrid. That's great. You're, you're very straightforward about it. Do you have any tips on how you talk to them? I'd like to know how you do it. I think it's like how you described earlier. I'm usually in a quiet place. It could be where I live. It could be at the beach. It could be in nature somewhere. And I don't even need to call out to them using my voice. I feel like they hear my thoughts. And if I center it towards them, then I feel the attention. I feel something in my body shift. But it's it's all about being in that quiet space. If I'm at my home, I'm lighting some Palo Santo, some sage, something like that. Clearing the energy. Clearing the energy. I. What do I do? Besides just start yelling at them. No. Uh, (laughs) Hey, it's Ingrid, guys. I need you now. (laughs) (laughs) Basically allowing yourself the space and the quiet to listen because we don't get messages Mm -hmm. when we're filled with all of this noise, like you said earlier. Exactly. What comes to you when you do that? I mean, sometimes people hear a message or they see a message like a sign or something. Mm -hmm. But other times it's just like a feeling and a knowing that you get that you've been waiting for, whether that's a new job or making a move, like you want to feel grounded in your decisions. And when you're not feeling that asking for help doesn't mean someone's going to shout out the answer in your mind, which, you know, every once in a while that happens and that's cool. But being able to have the quiet space enough to tap into your intuition and just like, how are you feeling in your body? Am I feeling good about the decision or am I feeling uneasy? Like waiting, waiting for that knowing to happen. I like that a knowing. A knowing. That's what I feel. I feel like a knowing. It's very clear. And it's how my body feels. That's how the message comes for me. What is your psychic awareness teaching you about your unconscious mind? I mean, I think that we need to give it the space to be able to hear. We all have a psychic awareness, but we're all so busy and our lives are so noisy that we aren't able to hear it. So yeah, just giving yourself some quiet time and space to tune into yourself Exactly, right on. Should we move on to Tuesday? Yeah. Because it gets hot on Tuesday. Oh boy. November 24th. The sun in Sagittarius. Fire. 
is in alignment with the moon in Aries, fire. So Monday we had a water-water connection. Tuesday we have a fire-fire connection. So Monday's about going within because water is more introverted and we're made of water. So going within. But Tuesday, fire. Fire is something that can touch you, but you don't touch fire. So it's extroverted. So whatever you are tapping into on Monday is meant to be expressed on Tuesday. And the expression, the sun, the sun is the giver of light, life, and vitality. Wherever it goes right now, where it goes is Sagittarius, which is mutable fire symbolized by the archer ruled by Jupiter, the god of thunder, lord of justice, planet of expansion. So the sun in Sagittarius is all about honesty, blunt honesty like the arrow bluntly hitting the bullseye the moon in aries the moon is the emotions aries is cardinal fire symbolized by the ram ruled by mars the god of war so the emotions are hot the identity the sun is very honest so whatever you experience inside of yourself maybe that message came and you're like i have to tell this person how i feel mm-hmm I have to be honest about how I feel. I can't pretend anymore about how I feel. I mean, you've been hiding those little secrets in your psychological baggage for a long time. So once you open that box, you really can't just, you can't close it again. Once you see it and you feel it, you have to get it out. That's right. So how can you courageously express your emotions to free your mind? Damn. (laughs) Yeah. Communicating with courage and being honest about what you discovered about yourself yesterday. Yes. If you keep the lid on it, the pot's going to blow. So you got to let the steam out. Yeah. You're always saying that it's uncomfortable to share your truth sometimes, which I mean, I just experienced last night. Exactly. It was uncomfortable, but you had to say something. We're going to say something in a month and then we just have like a screaming match and then we're not (laughs) friends anymore. Like, you know, eventually we have to be honest with ourselves to speak your truth. So important. And we're still in Scorpio season, right? Well, the sun is in Sagittarius, but Mercury and Venus are in Scorpio. So there's still a lot of Scorpion themes and we'll get to some of those on Wednesday, November 25th. But that also allows for that vulnerability to keep coming through and shifting your karmic bonds that's the the trick through all of this is being bluntly honest and at the same time completely vulnerable last week we talked about not worrying about what the outcome is just to express yourself honestly some of those friends might fall away and some of them might just accept you for who you are and you become closer through it so We don't know what's going to happen when we express ourselves. We just know that we are supposed to. Yes, that's great. Yes, if you feel it, say it. And your friends will be your friends or they won't. But don't you want to be friends with people that hold space for your truth? Yeah, it felt so nice to get that off my chest and then still be able to maintain our friendships. I think that was just like, yeah, really amazing for me to be able to express myself and be really vulnerable. That's huge. I want everybody to be doing that in the world right now. It's so huge for you to do that and for your friends to appreciate your opposing perspective. It's very evolved of you guys. I was really impressed with everyone. (laughs) Now I'm curious about what's happening tomorrow. Okay, yeah. How it's going to tie into 
all of this, you know, uncomfortable expression of emotions. Well, so Wednesday, November 25th, we're talking about the two planets in Scorpio, which are Mercury, which we talked about on Monday, the planet of communication, Venus, Lady Luck, the goddess of love and beauty, the planet of relationships. So you have the planet of communication and the planet of relationships, both in Scorpio, the secret sign, the psychic sign, the sign that represents karmic bonds and the transformations that occur through those karmic bonds. So maybe we're seeing the transformation of our karmic bonds by that vulnerability that we had yesterday in sharing our experiences. Yes, exactly. And that's what's happening because Venus is going to be aligning with Chiron. Our wound. In Aries, the wound, the wound to the self-confidence. So the expression that you had, and being honest, now it's tapped into the wound to your self-confidence. Should I have really said that? Now this person doesn't like me anymore. That's how I felt this morning. Mm-hmm. Yes. So that's one aspect of it. Then Mercury is aligning with the North Node, the soul's purpose, in Gemini, which Mercury rules the sign of communication. But what that means is more communication. So you feel the wound. Maybe you said something to your friend, your partner in some way, and the person that you're bonded to, and now it's tapped in, you're feeling insecure about yourself. Give them a call. Hey, you know, I feel uncomfortable about how that ended. I want to talk about this. Keeping like that, yeah, that open communication line and continuing being vulnerable i mean i guess we're still in that cycle of we're practicing being vulnerable in our communication and the more we do it the better we get at it it's still uncomfortable but i become less and less attached to the outcome of the expression of my vulnerability i don't need it to go a certain way i'm not expecting a great outcome i just know that i have to keep doing it yes communication is a practice if you're going to the gym every day working out it's a practice if you're doing yoga it's a practice communication is no different It's a practice. It's something that you started when you were very young and you're cultivating and curating your ability to communicate and become a better communicator to others. And that is such a huge theme with the North Node, the soul's purpose, in the sign of communication. Gemini, what is your soul's purpose as a communicator? Now, we talked about the spirit guides and that sort of stuff. And and I also think of like ancestors too when I'm thinking of Scorpio. Because these are like past life connections and and people that you've brought with you into this life, so on and so forth. So I'm curious what your ancestors or previous incarnations of yourself are communicating to you. This is going in, deep in. I guess those are the messages that we just get when we get quiet. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Whatever's on the other side, whoever's helping us over there, yes, they're going to let us know. By just like, yeah, having that knowing energy of how to how to move through what's happening currently. Yeah, right on. That's the Mercury North Node question. Then the Venus Chiron question is how has your self-confidence been wounded through your karmic bonds? I mean, for me, I guess in the past, I haven't wanted to express myself for fear of not being liked. And I think that's in my family and in my friendships. So this is like a really important lesson for me to be able to express myself without being attached to that outcome of sometimes people won't like you and that's okay. And that's an ancestral thing too. You say you feel that in your family. So maybe your parents' parents felt that way, their parents' parents, so on and so forth down the line. And you are breaking that pattern, setting a new pattern for yourself. 
yeah. and those that come after you. Yeah, honesty and communication haven't really been a part of my ancestry. Looking at like my grandparents' life, I feel like there was a lot of secrets there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, letting go of that pattern. But now we're the generation that's like making the moves for that to not happen in the future. Just being more honest in our communications within our family unit. Things were not talked about back then. It's so important. You're you're evolving. Every generation needs to be better than the last. Otherwise, how's their progress? Thursday, November 26th, more fire. The sun in Sagittarius aligns with Chiron in Aries. So this is bringing the direct vital light of the sun in a very honest and blunt way on the wound of your self-confidence. The sun is also very healing. The sun brings life. So all the work that you've done leading up to Thursday is that big push to really bring light to your wound, how you've been wounded, your self-confidence, whether you express that to the person who wounded you or the people that wounded you or a friend who doesn't know about your wound. You share it with them and maybe they've suffered from a similar wound and then you deepen that bond with that person. Or even if they don't have something similar that they've went through, it can bring about compassion that you would share something and they can understand you better. Yes. Now, this is also an alignment that is going to occur several times. This is the second time that the sun in Sagittarius has aligned with Chiron in Aries. And the reason why I bring this up is because I like to to articulate how the planets and stars, how they work in a rhythm. You don't solve this issue in one day takes time takes work it takes practice so this is the opportunity to begin working on the wound to your self-confidence being honest about what that is this is the second time that these two have aligned the first time was november 23rd of 2019 it's happening this year november 26th today and then it happens six more times between now and 2026 once that last alignment happens, it will be another 43 years before the sun in Sagittarius aligns with Chiron in Aries. So we're at the beginning of a time where you have an opportunity to heal the wound to your self-confidence in a very honest way. So the way to heal the wound to our self-confidence is by communicating in a vulnerable way. In spite of our wound, we're able to still communicate about the things that we need to express. Yes, Speaking your truth. And then I think I say this like every episode, but it's not about not having fear. It's about just doing it anyways. Yes. Like I for sure had so much fear about opening my mouth. I sat there for like 45 minutes not saying shit. <laughs> like wondering if it was the right thing to do. Was I going to like wreck our friendships or ruin the dinner party by having a different opinion? And, you know, the answer was maybe, <laughs> but I but I have to do it anyways. And In turn, I was rewarded with continuing my friendships and also being able to express myself and feel more confident in my communications. Now those friendships have greater value because you've been honest about how you feel and they accepted you. So, I mean, this kind of answers the question already, I feel like, but what are you doing to set yourself free to heal from the wound to your self-confidence? Continuing to express yourself in the face of discomfort. Yes. That's the only way for the healing to happen is to practice. You're never going to like, I don't know, learn a handstand. Like that shit is scary as fuck. You're like standing on your head almost (laughs) like that's not normal. Right. But you just have to keep practicing it and then eventually you'll get good at it. Mm -hmm. Friday, November 27th. 
we're looking at four planets, separate alignments. Mercury in Scorpio again is now aligning with Pluto and Capricorn. This is a very powerful alignment because Pluto is the planetary ruler of Scorpio. Pluto is the god of death, the planet of transformation, lord of the underworld. Mercury is the messenger of the gods, guide of souls to the underworld. When you're looking at the language of astrology, the symbol for Pluto and the symbol for Mercury are made up of the same three root symbols. There's only three root symbols, and these two have all three symbols. There's the circle of spirit, which is your eternal soul, no beginning, no end. The cross of matter, which is the four elements of matter, air, fire, earth, water. And the crescent of receptivity, which represents giving, receiving, teaching, learning. When you look at Mercury, Mercury is a circle of spirit on top of a cross of matter. Pluto is a circle of spirit on top of a cross of matter. It's the crescent that is in different places in both of those symbols. With Mercury, it's on top of the circle of spirit representing your mind, how you think, how you receive information, process that information, and communicate that information to others. Pluto, the crescent of receptivity, is between the circle of spirit and the cross of matter, symbolizing the transformation that occurs to the eternal soul in the world of matter. So there's a lot of synchronicity between these two heavenly bodies. There's synchronicity in the symbol and there's synchronicity in the myth because one is the guide of souls to the underworld, Mercury, and Pluto is lord of the underworld. And Pluto rules Scorpio where Mercury is. Pluto is in Capricorn. Capricorn is the sign that represents the authority. It represents your relationship to authority and how you view yourself as an authority. So again, going back to the dinner party, you spoke up for yourself because you are an authority. You are an authority on your experience. Nobody can tell you what life is like for you. So it's important for every individual to be willing to speak up and speak out for themselves because your experience matters. So Mercury is in Scorpio, karmic bonds, transformation. Pluto is in Capricorn, authority. Pluto's transformation, transforming authority. This is psychic transformation, tapping in to those spirit guides wherever you're getting your psychic awareness and really connecting to that voice within you that can really see yourself in a way where you transform from somebody where it's like, I don't really know anything. I'll listen to them. No, I know something. I'm smart, (laughs) at least from my perspective. Now, (laughs) this is an alignment that has occurred several times, 15 times since Pluto moved into Capricorn back in 08. Today's the 16th time, four more times this this happens. So we're at the end of the cycle of learning. We're at the end, four more times after this time, and then it's 231 more years before Mercury and Scorpio will align with Pluto and Capricorn. So this is like a multi-generational opportunity to really tap into your psychic awareness and understand that there is some sort of magical message inside of you that is worth for others to hear. But in order for it to be heard, you have to speak up and speak out from a place of authority. In what ways 
is your psychic awareness transforming? Becoming more confident in those communications and just trusting yourself, trusting your instincts, your intuition. Good. Now the other alignment is between Venus, the other planet in Scorpio, the planet of relationships, and the sign of psychic awareness, secrets, karmic bonds. Venus is in opposition to Uranus. Now this is another interesting alignment, just like Pluto and Mercury, because they these two symbols, these two heavenly bodies share similarities in the symbol and in the myth. The symbol is Venus is a circle of spirit with the cross of matter beneath. Everybody knows this symbol. You walk into where the bathrooms are at some place and you might see that symbol and you say, okay, that's the women's restroom. It represents the feminine energy. So that's Venus. Uranus is that same symbol flipped upside down, inverted. So Venus is the planet that represents when you're looking at the symbol from the language of astrology, it's your eternal soul in the world of matter and what it senses, the five basic senses, sight, sound, smell, taste, touch. When you look at Uranus, it's that same symbol, inverted, representing your eternal soul in the world of matter and what makes it unique, what makes you different. It also has a crescent of receptivity on either side, symbolizing the unexpected. From the mythical perspective, Uranus was the primordial sky god in Greek, in Greek mythology. He ate his children. Damn. Freaky dude. His wife was his mother, Gaia. And he was castrated by his son Kronos, which in the Roman myths is Saturn. And they threw his package <laughs> into the ocean and it got all frothy and out of it came Aphrodite, what which is fuck? Venus in the Roman myth. That's insane. Yeah. I've never heard of this. <laughs> they, do not, they do not teach this shit in school. <laughs> so, so Aphrodite came from chopping off Uranus's, Uranus's junk. <laughs> what? Okay. <laughs> so this is some unexpected crazy shakeup to the karmic bonds. This is when your son chops your dick up and throws <laughs> it in the ocean. <laughs> that shakes up some karmic bonds some, in a serious, real way. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you didn't realize that was coming today, huh? <laughs> no, I so... didn't. I was really caught off guard. <laughs> so this also is an alignment that we're going to have to relive. Several times. We've already gone through this three times. <laughs> this is the fourth time that this has happened. I mean, how many times is this going to happen? Five more times. Jesus, it just started. This. Yeah. Well, I mean, this is the this is the fourth time. There's five more times. We're almost to the middle. Five more times by November of 25. So there's like a revolution happening to With, your karmic bonds. Yes. A revolution to your relationships. Your deep karmic bonds. Think, how would you like to shake up your relationships, your karmic bonds? Being able to be more honest in your expression and having uh, the people in your life accept you. Or I guess even just being able to be more honest and again, not worrying about that outcome of what happens with the relationships. Absolutely. I think you, like I was just going to say, I feel like you've already done it. You're doing it. So it's, I feel like what happens when you're already doing what the planets are dictating you do, you get rewarded and you were rewarded. 
because they're like, oh, we love you, Ingrid. We love your your viewpoint that's very different from ours. We appreciate you all the same. Saturday, November 28th, Mercury again in Scorpio. This is why this is like a magic week because Mercury, conscious mind, Scorpio, magic, psychic, secrets. Communicating those secrets. Mm-hmm. In a big way today because it aligns with Jupiter. Expansion. Yes, in Capricorn. So is someone in a position of authority keeping secrets from you? That's what came up for me on this one. Fuck. Yeah, because this is a time to really see the secrets. Are you calling that person out for having some secrets? Maybe. Or are you, or are you just like becoming aware of it? I think calling them out potentially because Jupiter is the planetary ruler of Sagittarius. So Jupiter's about honesty. Jupiter's about above the board. So maybe it's expanding. We can see it. So, I mean, calling someone out doesn't have to be negative. It can just maybe they were keeping a secret, but it wasn't like an intentional secret. They just weren't being like forthcoming. So being able to respectfully say, hey, I think this is what's happening here. Is this what's happening? Because this is what I'm feeling. Right. This is what I'm seeing. What do we do now? Yes. I don't think you keep quiet about it. Okay. But I like how you articulated bringing it up. You don't have to be like, hey, I saw that you did this and, you know, you're doing that and I, I'm going to get you. You know, I mean, you don't have to be super aggressive about it. You, It's about being sneaky about it, like the scorpion. Mm, subtle. Like, I know that you've been hiding all these secrets and I wanted to let you know that I know. I know that you know. I know that you know. And now everyone's going to know because you're going to tell them. I do have secrets. And you'll never know. I will know. I have to know. (laughs) I'm so curious. Of course you do. Curious Gemini rising. (laughs) (laughs) The other planet, there's another planet here, and this is Neptune. It's not connecting to anything, but it is moving direct. So for almost half the year, Neptune moves retrograde. Is that every year? Every year. Okay. Or every... And it doesn't happen like every year, like in 2021, it's going to be, you know, but it's for a 12 month period. Five of the months are going to be Neptune retrograde. It literally moves like two degrees forward and one degree back. Two steps two de- forward exactly. and one step back. Okay. Exactly. And so this is when these um, retrograde periods are long like this. This is like a very subtle energy that we're feeling over a long period of time. So nothing like... So intense, like a Mercury retrograde where we like feel it so much, but it's like an underlying theme that we're kind of working through. Yes, definitely. But at the same time, I feel like Neptune moving forward may mean deepening your compassion or those feelings in some way. Whereas like when it was moving retrograde, it's more like you're feeling it internally and looking back in the past in some way, but moving forward Now it's like you're recognizing more in the present. Being compassionate with Uh, what's happening with... Everything around you. Okay. So the question I put is, what are your unconscious dreams bringing into your awareness? And the reason why I ask this is because this will help you understand the difference between retrograde, not retrograde. Is there a difference in your dreams Are you dreaming about the future now instead of the past? 
before you were dreaming more of the past. And it doesn't mean that you're actually dreaming about literal experiences from the past, but maybe the people that were showing up in your dreams, <clears throat> maybe they were from the past. And now the people that are showing up in your dreams are people you don't know. Maybe people that you will, will know. And when you say dreams, can we also be talking about daydreams? Yeah. Okay. Sure. Definitely. So if we're thinking about new people, new karmic bonds that we want to cultivate possibly for the future, that ties into last week. There was a new moon in Scorpio. That's about karmic bonds. And we were supposed to be calling in people um, or just calling in what kind of qualities we want in our relationships. Either it can be like a brand new relationship uh, with someone you don't know, or maybe just shifting your relationship energy to a new dynamic. That's right. Doing the work sets the intention by becoming what it is you want to be, who you want to be in relationship. That's really hard to do. I've, I've been thinking that's been on my mind the last couple of weeks of what I want to call in for my karmic bonds. But that involves not just having a wish list, but also changing things about myself. But that's what you've been doing. The dinner party is a perfect example. Ingrid from a year ago maybe wouldn't have said anything. So you're going to be attracting people into your life that respect your authority, your personal authority, and appreciate what you're bringing to the table in the relationship. Because you're being real with who you are. You're not pretending to be somebody that you think people will like. Yeah, that doesn't attract the kind of people that you want when you're not being your whole self. Yep. Then you end up in these complicated, uncomfortable relationships. And they're uncomfortable because you began as somebody who's not you. And so you can't be seen because you have to keep pretending that you're this other person. And it just feels unnatural. Totally. Sunday, November 29th, we're looking at two planets that we talked about earlier in the week. They're in a very uncomfortable alignment. It's not bad. It's just a little awkward when you have freedom-loving Sagittarius aligning with sturdy Taurus, the bull and the archer. The bull wants to sit. The archer wants to gallivant all over the countryside. So the sun in Sagittarius aligns with Uranus and Taurus. Sagittarius is about freedom. Uranus is about independence. Taurus is material security, financial security. So what are you doing to set yourself free from a really grounded position so that your reality, in your reality, you're free? Not in your mind, though you, you will be in your mind first. I mean, maybe taking stock of what material possessions are holding you back. Having too many things can feel like cluttered, but also material possessions can be more than just furniture and clothes. Could be how much you're spending every month on the things that you think that you need, which restrict your independence. Maybe you can work less and have more freedom in your life if you rely less on spending all of your money on the things you think that you need to feel secure. Totally. So maybe reeling in your finances and taking stock of what is really important to be spending on your in your financial life. Yeah. What are you spending your money on? What is it bringing to you? Is it bringing you freedom or is it weighing you down? Or like picking and choosing. Are you spending too much on alcohol and not enough on, on taking... weed? <laughs> no. <laughs> maybe on taking like trips. Like the alcohol gives you like a short-term sense of freedom mm -hmm. 
But really, if you were to take like a weekend trip or a day trip somewhere and spend that on gas money or like a hotel somewhere, then you would actually feel free. And that would carry like into your regular life as opposed to just like a few hours. And that brings up like another thought for me when you're talking about trips, because that's all Sagittarius is about expanding your mind, going on trips, exploring the world. And Taurus is about the riches that the world has to offer. So maybe if you stop drinking seven days a week (laughs) and you save that money, you can go on a really nice vacation and stay in a five-star hotel, rent a private jet to get you there. And I mean, Taurus is all about those material things, which do give you happiness, like having nice things and nice experiences, eating good food. Enjoying the comforts that the world has to offer. We live in a material world. So maybe, yeah, accounting for what you're spending so you can do more of those things that really do fill you up. Yes. Good stuff, Ingrid. Yeah, good stuff. Thank you. And thank you to all of our listeners. And I will see you next week. We see you next week. Bye, Scott. Bye, Ingrid. All right. Well, wrapping up the week, if you want to follow us on Instagram at The Weekly Transit, we post every day uh, little tips on what we talk about here on the podcast. If you want to support the podcast, you can rate us five stars on iTunes or Spotify. The Weekly Transit was edited by Ingrid Iverson. If you'd like to follow The Weekly Transit email, go to theweeklytransit.com. Or if you'd like a reading with Scott, theweeklytransit.com. The Weekly Transit. The Weekly Transit.